Hey there, friends. We are Lily and Amanda, owners and writers behind the hybrid home. We're just two mamas, best friends, living states apart, who through seasons of singleness, newly married, little babies into the teen years, staying at home, being professionals outside the home, homeschooling, church planting. Well, we just decided to speak up. Here is an invitation into our real, rather average, sometimes messy, everyday lives. We are so glad that you stopped by. We pray you would find freedom here and that you'd feel validated in the gifts and season of life you are in, but ultimately that you are pointed to Jesus. So friends, welcome to the Hybrid Home Podcast. Hey friends, it's Lily, and today I have on a special guest, Lori. She is the creator behind Small House Schoolhouse on Instagram, and she's also the leader for a local wild and free group, and she is a dear new friend of mine. Um, I'm over the moon at the timeliness of our conversation today, and I hope it will be a tremendous blessing and encouragement to you in this very strange and crazy world we find ourselves in these days. So, hey Lori. Hi, thank you for having me on. Oh, I'm so happy to. How is week two going for, is lockdown sounds, it's stay at home order, right? Lockdown's not the right thing. I think lockdown sounds too cruel. Sure. So it's stay at home, which sounds just slightly cozier, even though it means about the same thing. How is it going for you week two? It is going pretty, pretty well. We are currently in transitioning, moving um, homes. And so we planned on staying with my parents for a short bit. Um, Obviously not planning to be quarantined inside or stayed in order to stay at home and so it's very cozy here but it feels like there's a lot of life in the house um and really I'm just glad I can remember what day it is right same absolutely the same but yay tomorrow's Friday yes so that I I don't know what that means these days though like every day looks the same so uh, yeah. Anyways. But we can celebrate. We need a reason to celebrate. Amen. Friday is a good reason. That is a good reason. All right. So just for fun, so our audience can get to know you a little bit, um, if I told you that I was going to come over in five minutes, what are three things that you would try to fit in those five minutes? Hmm. Well, I think when you first say that, I imagine that you would be coming over And maybe I wouldn't quite be ready for company. So I think the first thing I would do is make sure I brush my teeth or brush my teeth. Um, I would probably, assuming you would be staying for a little bit, put on some hot water for tea. And um, because I feel like a cozy drink is always a good way to welcome somebody. And um, I love... Um, put on lip balm, like not lip gloss. It's not very glossy, but just like a balm. And um, so I'd probably do that also. So not fun. very exciting, <laughs> but cozy, very inviting. The basics. The basics. The basics. Right. <clears throat> okay. So here's another one. Tell me which are you? Which maybe you already answered. Well, maybe not. Coffee or tea? I would have to say both. I think in the morning, definitely coffee. But um, 
especially in the winter months, I love sipping something warm all day. So I usually transition to tea in like the afternoon. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were coffee all the way. I know. No, I over the older I get, the more mature I'm becoming and I'm drinking more tea. So, huh? I'm trying. I'm still trying to get on the tea train. Um, okay. (laughs) Mountains or beach? Hmm. Um, I think I have to say beach. I love the, I, um, I love the power of the waves. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing, just the sounds and the smells and the feel of the beach. Me too. Okay, last one. Are you an Enneagram gal or a Myers-Briggs gal? Hmm. I think they both have a lot of value, um, but I have, over the last few years, really come to appreciate the Enneagram. I think it's helped me to know myself better and to know my husband better, how our relationship um, can work best and to understand my friends better. Oh yeah. Same here. Okay. So this is kind of a fun story. Lori and I met, um, pretty briefly, right. At a few meetings last summer Mm -hmm. for like just figuring out about a homeschool co-op and then more in depth when we started meeting at the beginning of the year in our homeschool group. And we had this huge mom's night at my house and there was like a very sincere kindred spirit about her. And I couldn't put my finger on I just kept thinking, like, I know she is so familiar to me in so many ways. And I I think it was then that you came up to me afterwards, and you asked me straight up, like, what Enneagram number I was. Do you remember this? Well, I think what happened was we both – remember we had played that game where you wrote down somebody's name, and we, we wrote – Did we both write? We, we had to guess who wrote down different names, but two people both wrote down Sally Clarkson. Yep. And it was us. It was. And then I think in conversation, we realized you're we both the same Enneagram number as well. And then it all made sense to me. Like, I just kept thinking, like, I know, <laughs> I know this gal. Um, yes. We have a very fun time together. And I think maybe sometimes, I don't know what you think, Lori, but, like, I think in theory, when we're together, we could be a bit much to the average non-six like our loyalty and overthinking can come in pretty strong I would agree I would agree I think that um it'd be very easy for us to scare people off (laughs) that yes a thousand percent um so funny enough when Amanda and I were first thinking through the hybrid home podcast I knew that there would be like a portion of it that would speak primarily to the homeschooling mom And you were the first person I asked to come on and share about homeschooling because there's a huge benefit um, in just getting outdoors. And you do that really well. You encourage others to do that. And I think really in these times, we're tempted to downplay the benefit of it in our homeschool day. Um, And what I didn't know really at the time when planning this a few months ago um, and getting this podcast launch and just what some of the topics would be, that really, like, all of the United States would also be homeschooling. So <laughs> I'm just really thankful for the timing of you sharing with us and for this conversation and just for the wisdom that you have to share and speak to others. So if you find yourself moms in a season of homeschooling, I really think this is going to equip some women and encourage and strengthen other mamas and just lay a really pretty groundwork um, for how much getting outside can affect our school day and our academics. So first, Lori, would you just tell us a brief background 
of pre-kids and how you ended up homeschooling. Yeah, absolutely. And I just have to say, I'm so honored that you thought of me and um, are having me on here. And I think we are in such a unique time. And in some ways, it's easier than ever to go outside because it's our only option mm, <laughs> other than so being true. in our homes. So if there was ever a time to start exploring the outdoors, I think this is the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have my master's in counseling, and while I was getting um, that degree, um, I began working at a residential treatment center for um, adolescent boys who were in and out of juvenile detention centers. And um, I, over the years I worked there, worked in um, intake, so I would interview them and make sure that they were appropriate for our programs, and then um, also in quality assurance, so just making sure we were meeting all the state standards and um things like that. So I knew that when, when I was pregnant, when I was having my first, um, my first daughter, I knew that, um, our first child, um, I knew that I wouldn't be able to keep doing that. It was just a very high stress job. And, um, but I knew that, you know, getting my master's in counseling, that was something I was really passionate about. And so just was very prayerful that God would use that in some way. Um, so I chose to stay home um, from the beginning and about a year in was able to start doing um, private practice counseling. So I see clients, I still see clients just um, one weekday evening, um, one day a week. And um, it's a really great balance and I'm able to still do that. And I love that. Um but for the most part, I stay home and I do homeschool. Um, we have two daughters, eight and six, and um, homeschooling is never something I thought I would be doing. Um, I think I'm very much an unexpected homeschooler. Like many of you who are probably listening yeah. are unexpectedly homeschooling during this mm. time. Um, and really, some of it was circumstance, um, you know, um, my daughter's birthday is right on the cutoff and there's just you know, ways she was ready, ways that she wasn't quite ready to jump, um, make that jump into kindergarten. And, um, and I think I really just always wondered what it would be like if I homeschooled, you know, I felt like I would wonder if I didn't try it. And so, um, we kind of jumped into it and I feel like, um, in so many ways it has really grown the culture of our family. And, um, you know, I, I love, I really, really loved it. I love being able to share in the victories with my kids, comfort them when things are difficult, have a lot of time and space to build into their character. And, um, and I feel like I have grown a lot in learning as, like alongside them mm. um, and come to love things that are really lovely that I don't think I grew up loving or, um, or anything like that, and maybe always thought, oh, that's for somebody else, but mm -hmm. um, realizing that I could enjoy these things also, even though I wasn't an expert in them, and one of those things has really been loving nature and the outdoors, and, um, you know, I always laugh because I think about my 20-year-old self, and I think if my 20-year-old self saw my mid-30s self she would have been very surprised that this is where we ended up because those two look very different. This is never who I thought I would be, but I feel like um, I've just really enjoyed um, growing and learning more about nature and just being outdoors more. And I think it's helped me realize this piece that's maybe always been there. Mm, I love that. So how did you end up then? Cause you 
are very heavily involved in the wild and free group um or groups what like at large movement yeah is it a I don't know um if I'm saying that correctly but wild and free and actually you are the leader for a local wild and free group and how did you end up kind of getting in that groove or that like how did you get involved there yeah I um so our second year homeschooling, we had stepped out of a co-op that just wasn't really a good fit, and we really didn't have anything else. And um, so I decided, we had joined a Bible study and had that, and then I decided that every Friday we would go hike somewhere. And that was really, you know, it's always amazing to look back a few years and see the way that God was kind of moving in that, even though I didn't see that at the time or that wasn't my plan was where it would end up. But, um, we, so we just got out once a week, we would go find a new forest preserve and, um, the girls and I would just hike and walk around. And I started to get really interested in different types of like, you know, the more you're outdoors, I think the more you start to ask questions and it was like, Oh, there's a bird. I wonder what kind that is or what kind is that? And I, this is coming from like a few years back, I was on a walk with my sister-in-law and my nephew who is now 10, but was like one, so a few years, like nine years back. Um, And I remember us walking and there was a bird on the sidewalk and um, my my nephew might've been too, because he said, oh, it's a robin. And I was amazed that he knew what that, like, wow, you know what a robin is. I I didn't know what a robin was. And it's just funny to see again how we grow, but Mm -hmm. we got out started walking um, regularly and I really, really, I've been really encouraged listening to the Wild and Free podcast and I was really hopeful that somebody would start a group in our area. I kept checking the group website to see if anybody would. Um, Nobody did and long story short, after much time of checking, I realized maybe this is something God is inviting me to do Mm. and um And so kind of out of a leap of faith started a group in this area. And it's been amazing to meet other um, moms who enjoy being outdoors and, um, and just to continue to grow that, that side. Um, So now the girls and I go hiking regularly and it's been interesting to see how, you know, even though that wasn't the culture I grew up with or the culture I had even, you know, five years ago, the way that, that, our culture now as a family is weaving into who they are becoming. Hmm. So to be honest, my perception at first of wild and free was like a little rebellious. I mean, we were out like I have four boys, right? So we're outside all the time. It feels okay. like, um, but I didn't quite fit like the Instagram mold that often pops up on my feed. And I just kind of, you know, kind of got in this space of like, well, of course we have to get outside, but like, we also have to do our math lessons. And it's been interesting because the older my kids have gotten and the more we get outside and really the more time I spend with you, I feel like I'm continually challenged to make even more time than we already are, um, for the outdoors. So can you tell us a little bit, why does it matter so much to get outside? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, um, I have seen, so I think it's been neat to watch how my girls have grown. I, um, one of my daughters tends towards anxiety and it's been amazing to watch her grow in her courage and confidence, um, when she's out outdoors in a way that I just don't see in any other activity. And so 
I've also seen them grow in peacefulness, um, independence, Mm. um, creativity, just these things that I've seen come alive. And I think that after getting outside a little bit and seeing that, you know, it motivates you to do it more. You see, wow, there's fruitfulness in this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see that for myself, too, you know, and I think just... Sometimes it can be a great reset for um, a really rough day or a rough moment. Um, I think it can make all of us feel a little freer, mm-hmm. especially, you know, in these times. But in general, on a rough day or, you know, it can just feel freeing to get outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other piece is just seeing so many attributes of God in mm-hmm. creation. You know, um, in Psalm 19, it says, for the heavens declare the glory of God and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. And um, I think, you know, created things reflect the glory of our um, almighty and mm-hmm. always good creator. And mm-hmm. I think being outside can sometimes, well, yeah, many times remind us that God is in control and he is good and um and it can help us see the beauty that that's around us. Yeah, I love that. I was listening, you know, to our favorite Sally Clarkson. And yeah. I'm sure you've already listened to her podcast this week. But she was talking about the game that she played with her kids, like the I Spy God game. Did you hear oh, this I yet? I didn't listen to the one this week yet. It's precious. But, but it remind like, they would just have this, like, standing game of I Spy God. And mm. it could be anything. Like, she gave the example of, like, in this chocolate chip banana bread because it tastes so delicious. And he made things that taste lovely. <laughs> or oh, I love it, that. I know. It just reminds me of just of being outside. But yeah. I, I feel like um, there are probably a lot of moms that, are in a similar boat that maybe I was in of like, I'm not that mom. That's not me. Or I can't do that. I like, we don't, we don't live that way. Um, or thinking outside of the box is, is maybe harder. Like what else would we do other than walk outside and ride bikes and pick flowers? Um, so what are some things that we can do as parents to just encourage and cultivate a love for the outdoors that, maybe doesn't involve harvesting our own honey or like making our own (laughs) linen okay so probably not rolling beeswax candles Uh -uh. like let's take not those ideas (laughs) like for people like me if you're gonna say Mm -hmm. lily you can do this yeah so um i can just so relate to that feeling of like this is just not who we are um and i think that um so i kind of I think if I could narrow it down to four things, um, if um, the first would be to start small and start local. So Mm. as local as your own backyard, I mean, I think when we go out looking for nature, we can see so much more. So even just sitting in your yard and figuring out, oh, what flowers do we see or what birds do we notice or what are, what, what are the trees in our mm. yard, you know, um, and figuring out some of that stuff and encouraging our kids to ask questions or notice, what do we see the squirrels doing or what, you know, and just paying attention. So I think just starting to pay attention, but it can be starting so small and so near your home or around your block. Um, you know, we live in the suburbs. I know there are some amazing moms who live in cities and do this. And so there's nature to be found everywhere, not mm. just in 
you know, a rural area or not just at our forest preserves, Mm -hmm. um, or, or whatnot. Um, and then I think just getting outside a little bit each day, um, and even, you know, even if it's raining or, um, a little bit cold, you know, it might only be a few minutes, but just a little bit each day kind of builds your, um, tolerance to it. And I know in Chicago, it makes me feel like I am, defeating the winter just a little bit when I get outside on a cold day yeah (laughs) so I think that would be the first one I think the second um would be you know we all have limits and I think even when we're on our wild and free hikes um you know some moms allow their kids to do some things some allow them to do others you know even my own two daughters one I know I can trust her limit her knowing her limits a little bit better. The other one, I need to monitor those a little bit more. And, um, so I think, you know, yourself, you know, your kids, um, and then maybe just push yourself slightly outside of your comfort zone in terms of like, Oh, maybe it's okay for them to climb just a little, or maybe even with like getting dirty, you know, Mm -hmm. not everybody is comfortable with their kids getting dirty. And so just wherever you are, um, start there and then just maybe allow just a tiny bit more if you're comfortable with that, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, maybe it's like, oh, okay, you can put on your rain boots and jump in that puddle. Or you can pick up that worm and then we're really going to scrub your hands later. Or you know, yeah, whatever it might right. be. Um, but just a little bit, a little bit further, um, you know, than where you would have gone otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think the third would be to um, start a nature journal. And this might be for the moms or for the kids, but um, it can be as simple as just drawing what you saw or writing down what you saw. And sometimes I think when we do this alongside our kids, it can help them to feel inspired and excited as well. And they see it as something that we as a family love, not just something I'm telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think it can be fun. My girls have loved looking back at some of um, the things that they've drawn from different places. And, you know, they're not always excited in the moment to draw in their nature journal. Sometimes they are, but sometimes you know, they're not. And we have to remember that, oh, it's going to be fun to look back on this, you know, and um, you enjoy looking back at at these later. Um, And then the fourth, I would say, just talk about what you see, ask questions, encourage your kids to ask questions and wonder. Um, And then I guess, you know, help them to see God in in what they're seeing, you know, Mm -hmm. how does... You know, sometimes in the winter here, it can feel like everything is quiet and everything is dead and nothing is happening in the forest. And sometimes we'll read, um, you know, nature books or whatnot, and it talks about what's actually happening. And the girls and I have talked about how, you know, God is working even Mm -hmm. when we don't see him, Mm -hmm. even when things might look bleak there's God is working and things are happening that we can't see. And so reflecting that back, um, you know, kind of like Sally Clarkson's game. Yeah. That can be yes. really beautiful. Yes. Um, yeah. And then I think alongside just all of those, um, you know, there's some great apps or, um, you know, books or whatnot that can help you start to learn and identify what things are. And I think the more you know what things are, the more you ask questions or you might enjoy it more as well. So you um, have given me, um, you've given me, and really our, our bigger homeschool group, several great resources. Would you be up for maybe, like, 
putting them in a list for me to put on our blog, like where this episode will be located on our blog? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. Love that. Yeah. I also love that every one of these things, the four things, um, is doing it with your kids. I think a lot of times we're exhausted, right, with the task of their whole education on top of everything else. Yeah. Um, but even, like, this week, I've always wanted my kids to love drawing. I don't love drawing. I'm very bad at it. <laughs> I'm really bad at the arts unless it's yeah. copying something, and then I'm pretty good. And this week, because we've had an abundance of time, I've, like, just made a point to sit with them and even if they're a little bit, like, unwilling at first or maybe don't want to draw at first, like, when I sit with them and they see me trying or they see the progress or the outcome, um, it's amazing the impact it has on everyone wanting to, to learn even more or try harder. So yes. I love that all of those things are – you're doing it with your children. You're growing together. You're taking yeah. risks to get, you know, watching them take risks is is a risk for us, right? Like, it's hard for us it as is. well. I love that. So, yeah. just to recap, you said first start small and start mm -hmm. local. Mm -hmm. Start uh, or allow them um, to get dirty and take risks just yeah. a little bit at a time. Um, start a nature journal and, you know, draw or write or paint what you see with your kids and then lastly, talk about what you see. Yeah. Uh, Lori, thank you so much for yeah. just coming on here and making the outdoors approachable. Um, I and would add to that that I think it's so important. You know, I think we can look at Instagram like anything, and we see what everybody else is doing. And maybe you went outside with your kids, and you did this, and it was like a big win for you. And then you hop on Instagram, and you see somebody's beautiful hike, and they're pine tree forest or something yeah. so I think just not comparing mm -hmm. um you know every time you step outside it might be great or it might be hard but um but you're doing it and that's so great yeah oh thank you for that um friends I just want to point out that you can follow Lori's really beautiful wisdom and encouragement on Instagram at small house schoolhouse and it's beautiful and relatable um, it's not just full of highlights. She is a transparent person in real life and on Instagram. So I would highly encourage you to go check her out. Um, and Lori, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been a podcast of The Hybrid Home. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you feel encouraged and invited and valued. If you'd like to continue following us, check out thehybridhome.net and follow us on Instagram at thehybridhome. Have a great day.